Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. I've got Ruben on, and Ruben is definitely uh, a character I've wanted to talk to uh, ever since I started using his product. Say hello. There you hey go. There hey guys, some so, point I'm gonna have to take off the mask. Yep, I know. Reveal well, myself. You are not a cat. I'm not a cat. Yes. Um, so you know, this is the beginning stages of the of the business that we've been um, dealing with. A lot of our clients is is how do you communicate effectively, right? So, so I, I've run across all of these. Uh, platforms. I think mm -hmm. I've done every one of them, um, um, whether it's a journal or, or, or um, uh, th there's so many. Literally, you could just. I think I've, I've done them all, mm -hmm. um, and we still we utilize some of them still to this day. I mean, a lot of people use Loom, a lot of people use uh, other, yeah, uh, you know, uh, packages that have got it included. But so, Ruben, just. Why don't you introduce yourself and say sort of what I what I'm considering is like, how did you get started with this? And then we could start to get into like what you what it does and, and why I think this is important for people to, to know about this, because to me, I really think this has been a, a change in our direction of even how we process um, leads and sales at this point. Yeah, man, I, thank you so much for that question. Thank you for the opportunity to share my story. Uh, I think my frustration came from generally seeing a disconnect between communicate, building trust, communication, and um, moving people down some sort of a, a path, a path of value that I might call. I used to call it a sales funnel, but now mm -hmm. I try to call it a path of value because it just sounds better. And a funnel just looks like we're putting cogs or like mashed yeah. up product into a funnel. Um, so I, I went through this process of trying to empower um, a, a number of folks in sales in a number of different industries in um, enterprise sales, tech, sort of ad agency, but then also in real estate and mortgage insurance. And I continued to see this problem where people, and this was years ago now, but you know, people were having this disconnect. You know, I'm a human being, I'm a person that has something valuable to share, but I have a challenge of trying to get through, trying to punch through someone's inbox, LinkedIn messages, email, SMS, whatever it may be, to really capture their attention, to build some sort of trust, and then, again, guide them down that value path. So I started to do some research in the marketplace, and frankly, I wasn't really satisfied. You know, I wasn't satisfied with what was, what was out there, and as the technologist that I am, I decided to start to duct tape different pieces of things and links and cloud storage and uh, email tracking and uh, all sorts of interesting things. And then that's where Dub really started. And then all of a sudden, we, we started to see this massive demand for this. And this was, you know, again, years ago where asynchronous video wasn't widely adopted. I, I wouldn't say it still is widely adopted. It still has a lot of, a lot of work to do, but, but at the same time, people got it, you know, a certain type. And, uh, and then the rest is really history. We've been on a growth trajectory since then. And we've been building our tech, we've been 
you know, working with clients, we've been building success stories, we've been listening. Yeah. And I think that's the interesting thing is that when you sort of enter your world, I felt like someone put some thought behind it. Mm. Like there is literally like someone said, hey, like what we really need is we need this, this, this and this. Because at the end of the day, what we really found out and what was enormously important was combining a lot of the things that we saw in mail tracking mm. with the video tracking mm. and, and and really a, only a few platforms had it even somewhat right and i think what ends up happening is that we know whether or not somebody's serious about working with us if they've watched multiple times because then we know this person's like trying to go and go back figure out what that's about right and then if you 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 don't end the story there you can sort of give them the the post role so i think that that solved a lot of the other problems with i think our initiation with trying to work with these apps which was that we never really were able to tell the full story and now you get someone who's to get interested and you see them go back because maybe they stopped halfway through and they can see there's more stuff to do and then you get what i call the deliberate effect which is mm -hmm. that deliberately now when we when we send something out to someone i'm presupposing a lot of the things that i would love to chat with someone about but putting them into the infrastructure so that when i sending a, a video out to someone saying hey here's an audit of your marketing or whatever it might be and then at the end of that i'm deliberately putting in different types of videos that relate back to that person so there's some deliberate actions that you just don't see in the market that come out of um, sort of, I guess you could say, giving the person the playlist. And that's just like perfect because now instead of sending separate videos and hoping that they watch them, now it's all combined and you're like, you, you're leading into these things. So you're deliberately saying, okay, by the way, the next video is going to be about how this all works. And it just takes them to the next stage, which is already pre-built. And so you don't have to go and explain it again. Now, in effect, what this is doing is it's building a library. And that was the one thing that I don't think is out there right now. Is I don't see anybody like with libraries being built so that you know you can literally put together whatever the person wants. You could say, Great, you need this, 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 and this. And you know, this is the next stage, I think, for this business. Yeah, I think there this is the product of a couple of things. Number one is minimizing the inputs and maximizing the out outputs. <laughs> so I always talk about this. Bruce Lee has this mantra that he says, you know, in martial arts, we should focus on the long longest weapon to the closest target. And there's a lot of stuff that he did away with in his form of martial arts, Jeet Kune Do, to make it a very tactical, very effective martial arts. And uh, Jeet Kune Do means the um, the intercepting fist. And what we learned, and I think what we can take away from that philosophy is that if we are overproducing, if we are putting too much time into something, it might not give us a better output. For example, you know, I see some musical instruments behind you just as I have behind me. And if you notice some of the greatest musicians on the planet, they don't need a big studio. They don't need a bunch of computers. They need an acoustic guitar, 
some lyrics and and a voice you know and those three things to keep it very simple um bob dylan can can do amazing things in music now that's not saying that we obviously don't need to produce and we don't need to go and become professional and you know add the secret sauce that's not what i'm saying but at the same time it does have to start with that most effective means so we kind of adopt a lot of that philosophy into the technology so that we say hey you know what yeah let's build let's build a flip playlist feature you shouldn't have to record a massive production for a personalized video for someone you, sh you should be able to record a 10 second personalized video with your phone very quick very effective very fast and then immediately have a secondary video play automatically in a playlist similar to what we see in YouTube. And that might be a more produced video. That might be something that is evergreen and that we can reuse a lot of times. That, that way, quite frankly, um, we get the, the best of, of both worlds. We get personalization and we get true communication with, with, with videos that solve a lot of those problems that I mentioned earlier, which is trust and clarity, communication, and ultimately, um, value. Right. And, and you, you've also added a lot of the creature habit features that create stickiness. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think like having the creature comfort of a little bit of a, a, a gif in the beginning of a video to get someone's attention, because we know that the motion creates their attention. We also noticed that, you know, you can put specialized titles and specialized URLs so that someone's getting personalized more as you kind of get through the process of like trying to specialize the elements of this business, which is that the closer you get into giving the person a experience that's dedicated towards them, every little piece of that data that they know you kind of spent some time. We've had people who, who literally have broken down and said, I can't believe you guys spent this much time putting together this, information for me uh it's so specialized for me and i i realized that what we're really doing is we're doing something that most people don't accomplish which is they through the sales process and, and we can talk about the funnelization or the value chain or however you want to put it together um the ways that we now have to do this now have to personalize communication to get i think attention uh, are really part of the change of the ocean that we see in the marketing, right? So today, you know, you really, you look at the emails that go out. I mean, you really have to be thoughtful about personalizing stuff. And it's almost to the point where everything gets deleted except for the personalized stuff. Mm. And, and I think that, you know, as people get more, and this is a weird business, right? So video email, which is kind of what we're talking about, or video communication, has become more prevalent than ever um but we still the uptake is still limited i'm i think we're the only people i know who who really consistently send out video messaging to people and i don't know if that's just because of the laziness factor or if it's a if it's just that it's too much for people mm. to to do because they're just they, it adds another step in their life but to me it, it and i i'm probably the person who admits that I, I just don't even know how to type still. I'm 50 something years old. I still haven't learned how to type. And so for me, you know, doing videos is a shortcut. Um, and I think the end of the rope for a lot of the um, people that we work with, especially our internal team, is actually you have to show up. 
And and that's the funny part because obviously the girls have to do a Zoom face or if that's what the, they call it, where they have to you know put on stuff. For guys, maybe not so uh, as dramatic, but I think you do have to sort of show up to work, uh, and you have to you have to get on, and you have to be able to communicate effectively. You can't um and all your way through it. So I think there's a there is a stumbling uh, process, but I think that barrier is coming down. I, I think you probably know that because you're getting a lot of accounts like us. Mm. Yeah, I think it's definitely there's a lot of factors here. I think that the the new crop of communicators is. And it's really a mentality I think is is getting a lot of play right now, a lot of attention. And that that school is, I think, the empathetic communicators, you know, people that truly feel empathy, that can provide that human connection, communicate in a clear way that's value focused, are making better connections because it doesn't feel as as salesy, it doesn't feel as aggressive. It feels comforting. It feels educational, and I feel like that new mentality is really what is becoming the new norm. And I think that there's definitely folks that are early adopters in this philosophy, and I think they're seeing a lot of results. And quite frankly, it feels good for everyone. It feels good for the this message sender, and it feels good for the message receiver. And I think ultimately it creates the best long-term relationships, which I think is the most valuable thing for us. Yeah, and I, that's an interesting part you bring up because, and this is what I was saying. So I immediately got the the process down to my staff because I said, look, guys, you need to use this because this will change the way that your communication is with your clients so that when we get a new lead or we get a new client is that you're now going to change the paradigm, which is that, now we're all used to at this point getting on Zoom calls and getting on because uh, the whole world changed. So you guys kind of benefited from almost like a, a swing tide, um, mm. I would think. Um, but we're not used to doing that in uh, in other forms. And I, I do think at some level it's sort of silly not to start to think that this is the way you have to sort of do it. And what I noticed is that um, – what the other reaction towards people using video email and people sort of facilitating a better way to to get a point across is that you actually start to think like okay like if i'm going to have this emotional connection with somebody you can you can change the paradigm of of your you know it's not an email in the fact that you're not you're, you you want to have what, like one tone in your email but in, in a communication with a video email or even a communication for a video audit, which we do a ton of video audits, um, you actually start to think and change some of the dynamics of the communication as you go through. So you're, you're actually multimodality, which people don't realize how much that's a, a selling point. When you start to work with people who don't know you, um, you have to think about what's going through their head, which is they're, they're starting to interpret the emotional side of this, which they never would get out of just a, tr a traditional email. So we've always played in this space. I mean, again, I've had all these different programs, but finally one that seems to be one that's also analytically driven. And I think that that was the first thing when I saw that the inbound screen, I said, ah, this is what I've been looking for. Finally, I have somewhere where I can track everything. It's in one you know, throat to choke dialogue. So let's go back to, to this business. So you started doing this as obviously when you, you kind of got all these pieces put together and I could see how the thought process worked. 
when did things really start snowballing for you and and where are you now i'm just curious because to me i would think this would be depending on how your velocity is um how you know from a SaaS business this should be active right now mm. yeah i think for us it, it the first the first big wave was in 2019 um, mm. and i think that was just when we entered the market we became a viable um player you know we were early stage but still viable and um a powerful feature set and uh, we yeah. started to see adoption then and then obviously in the pandemic it that was a whole different skyrocket for us because now all of a sudden people cannot meet they can't go outside yep. so they're they're shooting videos and guess what it's the next next best, best thing to real life and uh the other thing is that uh, i think even in early 2021 just even in last month there was there was another boost that we noticed because now i think people just have accepted this is this is more efficient for some of us at least we don't need to commute mm -hmm. communicate um uh, we don't need to, we don't need to communicate in person we don't need to commute there's a lot of benefits that we have here so that was another spike for us and yeah we're on that we're on a trajectory i mean we we the sky's the limit for us as a SaaS company we are we're built for scale you know we're we're ready to take on um, you know, a million clients easily. So um, it's just, just about putting the time, putting in the work, setting up the infrastructure, getting all of our training materials, um, listening to customer needs, most important part. Yeah. So what do you think's made you successful at this? I mean, because there's a lot of SaaS companies, there's a lot of products out there. What, what you think has got you so that this has become the thing? And obviously, mm -hmm. you know, I work with a lot of, or I, I, I'm in discussions a lot with other agency owners, with other businesses, with other, and the SaaS companies are interesting because everybody sort of wants to have the, the expandable world of SaaS. And it takes a certain type of maybe just getting it right with the right people or getting, it, maybe it's a timing thing as well. Um, can you talk a little bit about you know how how you got there and how you made the decision to get into this and then understanding that you've done what you've done so far um what do you think's created the best tailwind for your activity uh from a from your standpoint from what you see since you've been doing this for um years or at least for a while uh, you know those those are good questions to, so that someone can understand how you've been able to be successful and we talk about the reason why i want to bring this up is that there's lots of components to make that successful and i have a feeling i've got a couple in my mind that i want to ask after this that you know maybe are the reasons why you've been successful but why don't, i'd like to hear from you where your linchpins were yeah i mean i think it comes down to one word results when we focus ourselves on results and i mean that primarily results for our clients but then secondarily, as a team, the results that we're providing, that we're generating, that we're driving, all of a sudden the mind shift takes place and it's, and it's a powerful thing. So we're constantly listening to our customers and what their needs are. And we're trying to figure out what those problems are. I think one of the biggest challenges is for technology companies, for any type of creator really, is when a group of creators or organization is building things for their needs, for their curiosity, and not doing it to cater specifically to customer needs. So since day one, customer needs has been our number one. And we're not thinking, 
how we can do something just to say that we're doing it. We're doing things so that we can drive results. And then in a very transparent fashion, we use our own tech to sell dubs. So as we grow and we communicate and we send videos to people that sign up, people that subscribe, connect with them, build those relationships, drive people down that, that, that funnel of that value path, as I call it, um, we also have learnings and we also put those learnings back into the technology and again, focus on results. Yeah. So where, where's your biggest bang for the buck? Where, where do you get the, the most amount of lead flow and activity to generate revenue from? It's definitely through word of mouth. We, you know, we have something called the social coefficient, which is on the first page of our dashboard internally. And it shows us how many additional customers we get from one customer. And when we started, that number was this big, and now it's 10x that. And it's, it's a great validation for us because it means, number one, people are happy enough to tell their friends about this because it's one thing to be happy with a product or service. It's another thing to go evangelize it because now you're using your personal brand to do that. Um, and, and also, it, I think maybe we got lucky for this one, but it's inherently a social product. Yeah. So, you know, similar to Zoom, when you share a Zoom link, people say, hey, that's let's meet in a Zoom. It becomes a verb. It's a link. It's a destination. Uh, similar, not this, not fully the same, but it's similar with dub. When you send a dub video and it's from your screen, it's from your phone, it's from your webcam, people on the other side can understand, hey, this is dub. Okay, cool. I, I want this for my business. Not only do I want to work with this person, but I want to eventually get this for my business. And then that social coefficient, that viral loop takes place. So we fuel that as much as possible. And the best way to do that is, uh, is, is making people happy. You know, I mean, right. one of the, someone asked, someone asked to, to get the, uh, I'm not a cat, um, image. That's why I actually had it on my computer, yeah. um, as a virtual background. And this is the one that I'm referring to here. Yeah. So because someone asked to do this, we, right. we actually, are going to do it. Right, right, right. No, I understand. It's interesting. And I, I think for me and, and for a lot of people who are in the business, and we, we do a lot of work with agencies, uh, with a lot of um, clients that are in medical and stuff like that, they might not have that resource of mm. that technology. So you, I think you are lucky in a, in a source that you know, it's it's sort of avant-garde in a way, so you can get people to go, aha, like, oh, that's something I want. I was just curious if you're, uh, if you're going through Facebook or you're going through uh, YouTube or you're going through Google Ads or, you, or, or is, there any, is there anything that you're utilizing in the pathway to build sort of your profit engines, as they might say, to, to success beyond the word of mouth that would help maybe other people understand where, they, where you found some success or some, some linchpins to drive um, behavior uh, in a better format where they can convert? Mm, yeah, I mean, our go-to market strategy is very, very omni-channel. We have, you know, Google is in our mix, Google ads, you know, we've got Facebook in our mix, we've got email drips, we've got in-app drips, we've got SMS drips, we've got um, some types of original content, uh, we've got blog, we've got a YouTube show, we've got a podcast, We've got an action online summit, dub.com forward slash action if people want to take a look. Um, there's, um, oh God, the list goes on. I mean, we have an affiliate program 
that we really try to fuel. People really, really appreciate that. We put a lot into that. We've got, um, and then we've got some experimental channels, TikTok, um, Twitter advertising, um, Taboola, uh, which th some of the original, some of the native content ones, those are a little bit more challenging. Right. Um, YouTube ads is another channel. So we, I mean, that was probably almost 15 right there. Um, I think that that, that summarizes a lot of our channels and we're constantly looking at new channels. You know, the way that we look at our channels is, is like a stock portfolio. We never want to put our eggs in one basket. We want to diversify because, you know, the news with Apple and Facebook is that, oh, yeah. you know, Facebook is going to have less than half of the data that they used to have from folks using um, Apple in ex Apple experience on the yep. phone. And that's just due to certain privacy issues. So as a yep. result, Facebook is not going to be able to make lookalike audiences the same way. They're not going to be able to have crazy. conversion tracking. And now all of a sudden, what does that mean for advertisers? It means it's going to be less valuable data and it's going to be more expensive. So we're kind of, we're already preparing for that. We're already thinking, well, how do we offset that? How do we get our return on ad spend figures up to a point where ultimately the blended rate which is the return on ad spend from paid ads, obviously, combined with the free ads, that blended combined rate, how do we get that to be a healthy number? So that's one of the things that we're thinking about and preparing for, frankly. We're up just today, we had a meeting and you know, we're doing more integrations with Google, more seamless signups, um, more um, you know, A-B testing on the landing pages, mobile optimized pages galore. So we're, we're constantly thinking ways to optimize. And it's a journey, it's a path. I mean, we are, we are not at the destination. We are truly on on that journey. On that path. there is no one who's there. <laughs> yeah. Believe me, we're all yeah. trying to adjust and calculate that value journey, because at the end of the day, the the variables aren't even understandable. Meaning that we we will do something today that next week it will have an, a different impact or it will have an impact. Like I think even when you look at the marketing for. For what we do for a lot of our clients what we tend to find is that even our clients um who we give a lot of leads to or we provide a tremendous amount of value if, if they can't um establish a good sales process internally then then it, the whole thing's a wash and i think it's it's not just the marketing it's the, the the operational flow and we were talking about this before we started this conversation which is that part of the challenge that we're finding is that you know, businesses need to be more, um, I, I guess agile is, is a word that's thrown around, but right. I think our, our value has always been that you, you hit the hit the nail on the head, which is if we can make people more happy, we can make them feel as if, or, or, or experience the value of a full, right. um, customer support. And, and that might mean going beyond the call. And I will tell you that your team, because they they tend to care, um, you know, we we I had some challenges and they they worked through them with me. And eventually, it's like, oh, it's just this button. I'm like, oh, I didn't know, you know. So I think a lot of people get stuck in that model of, you know, how do we how do we become more uh, self aware of um, what we can do beyond the the box of what we sell, but, but have a, have an impact on the customer. And I think that for you guys, it might be verticalization. Uh, there might be some, um, 
things that could be specific to clients that um, would come down to a path of, you know, where their business models fit to help them with, uh, you know, trying to build the infrastructure behind what you guys do to say, here's some of the things that you guys can do to create. Now, what's interesting is you guys kind of create mini landing pages, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Which is fascinating because that solves the whole keep them where they are problem, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that you probably have a lot of um, experience in trying to design that so that you know that you can get conversions out of it because that's sort of where that next step of customer support goes is that you you kind of want to continue the story and a lot of the video platforms that we know don't necessarily do that very well so mm -hmm. can talk a little bit about that and, and then we'll wrap it up with some some quick q a at the end and i i think uh you can talk a little bit about where people can go to find um more about dub yeah well i think one of my biggest frustrations as a marketing automation evangelist in my career is is spending those hours building out landing pages, trying to optimize the page, the format, the CSS, where's the call to action, who does the copywriting, you know, what's the graphic design, um, is it mobile optimized, you know, does it uh, configure into the automated workflow correctly, um, does it have the proper attribution tracking, is it all functional, you know, all those bits and pieces are massive amounts of work when you do it at scale. And if you're in a situation where you're trying to work on seven day or even 24 hour cycles, it's nearly impossible to get into a flow where you're building content at that speed um, while not necessarily sacrificing quality. And I think that when we get into a place where it's that much work to do something that's ephemeral, that's only gonna be used for days, weeks, months maximum, um, we're wasting our time, it's not efficient. You know, Going back to what Bruce Lee taught us it is not efficient. It is not using um, the, the most viable, closest tool that we have to us to accomplish something in the fastest, most efficient way and cost-effective way. So um, enter dub, uh, create a video. The landing page gets created within seconds. You know, you can create a preset so that every time you just record a video with your phone, your webcam or your screen, the whole landing page is instantly developed. The calls to action are there, the branding is there, there's integrations on the page with calendar booking, different types of embeds, all sorts of different, you know, dynamic conversion results focused features. You know, that might happen immediately. So that's what we're trying to think about. We're trying to think about how to get the maximum impact with the minimum amount of effort while not sacrificing quality. And in fact, um, having hyper amounts of personalized nature, hyper amounts of um, humanity, you know, empathy, um, you know, authenticity because it's video and because it's sharing us truly with our light, with our energy, with our communication. So cool. So there's probably another hour of stuff we could talk about because I, I know that there's so much behind this, but obviously the listeners can only hang on for so much. Why don't you talk a little bit about you, where to find you, uh, what, what find you personally as well, because obviously you've got your own channels, and and maybe one um, one last Q and A thing I'll, I'll ask you, which is that when you started this, um, and this is probably uh, we all start someplace and then we end up somewhere else. Um, wh what did you think this would end up being? 
because obviously mm. a while back ago you probably had some completely different thoughts and then why don't you wrap us up with with where to find you and then we'll we'll call it uh a, a wrap yeah the the art of the pivot you know it's a great book by uh, guy kawasaki you know what where we start is not really where we end up and that's i think one of the hardest things about business because there's a lot of factors in there number one is when do i give up versus when do i change when do i pivot when do i keep one leg here and move the other leg in a different vicinity industry pricing model whatever it might be um how do i uh, navigate uh, failure how do i navigate rejection how do I take it as let me persevere or let me take that as data and move it in a different direction? Um, how do I manage my personal life during that process as an entrepreneur, as a member of a team, as a startup person? It's very challenging. It's uh, it's not for everyone. You know, it's if it's a, if you're a solo founder, it's the loneliest job. If you're in a in a team with limited resources, it's very challenging, you know, so it's not for everyone. You know, how do you navigate all these things and ultimately get to a place where you know, you, you found some success that you can scale, that's financially responsible, that provides value, you know, your churn rate's low, your customer acquisition cost is low, your stickiness, um, your lifetime value is high, like getting all those unit economics in mind. How do you do that? And there's no perfect science to it. Frankly, I thought, I think a lot of it is luck, um, you know, but, but, but I will give some actionable tips on how to attain that. And I think number one is, you know, getting people to pay. Like if people pay, that doesn't mean that you are, you know, begging for money. It doesn't mean that you are, and I'm, I'm referring really to the earliest process, the earliest stages, because sure. a lot of, a lot of folks, they say, oh, well, I, I just want to get feedback and I just want to get people to validate this model and they're not paying. And if they're not paying, they're not committed. Right. Because if someone pays, they say, I'm willing to make an investment to either make more money, to save time, to make me happier, something like this. So that's the first step is getting true product market fit through validation in a monetary fashion. That's the first thing. The second thing I think is just being an amazing listener, right? Listener to understand what people are doing, because the last thing we want to do is to try to accomplish things out of our own ego. I accomplished that. I persevered. I overcame that. I accomplished this. That's not, that's probably not going to end up in something good. That's probably going to end up with just wanting more and wanting to reach your head higher. And who knows if you can sustain that if you don't have financial runway <laughs> um, or, or the guts to keep going, um, especially mm. when you're not, when you're not getting success. Um, and then I would say that the, the last bit is really to try to try to be different. You know, it's the last thing you want to do is to be another X, a copycat of Y. I, that, that That's not going to get you anywhere. I mean, the world doesn't need a, a, another X. The world needs an LMNOP. The world needs a new thing. So I think thinking in a different way and trying to accomplish things in different ways, I think is really effective also. And I think people should really focus on that. You know, if someone asks you, who are your competitors? Yeah, on a on a slide, on a deck, you might have to say, well, here's our competitors and here's the pricing table and we have all the checks and they only have some of them. You might have to play that game. But I think the real answer is we don't have any competitors because we're different and we cater to this different audience. And frankly, we are our own competitors. That is mm. the, the most transcended place when it comes to you know competition. And it's very hard to attain to get to that point. But um, to be very transparent, that is how we see Dub. We see it as we do not have competitors. We are in a unique space. And some people come to us because they have not had their needs met. And there are folks that take different parts of the sandbox than us. 
And uh, if we're not the right solution, you know, we send people other ways. Uh, most of the time, we don't have to because you know we're we're customers very happy with us. Uh, but at the same time, you know, we're confident. We're confident in our path. But that all comes from I think humility, you know, listening, and then and then pivoting. And lastly, I think focusing on results. So I would I would encourage anyone that's interested grab a free account at dub.com. You know, it's no credit card required. Just see what happens. Record a video from your screen, phone, webcam. Send that to a prospect. Send that to someone that hasn't really been responding to you, and let let's see what the results are. I'm very curious. <laughs> well, it's been productive for us, and that's why we're talking. So, Ruben, where can people find you besides Dub? Is there any other um, social handles that you want to give out if they want to find you directly? Yeah, I am Ruben Dua uh, everywhere. So all the channels, uh, every single one I'm active on in some capacity, some more than others. But Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Medium, uh, Clubhouse, all Ruben Dua. Thankfully, that's not a popular name. <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Same with mine. Mine's spelled a little bit different than most. <laughs> Good. Thanks so much for the uh, conversation. And uh, again, get your free account. It's worth your time to invest in. If you're going to be doing video email, uh, I took a look at it and uh, I was hooked. And I, I wouldn't have had Ruben on this podcast if it wasn't for the fact that I believe in this product and I believe in where this market's heading. If you're not doing this, you're missing percentage points for the football game in your favor. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, We'll, we'll hopefully have another conversation with this, maybe a little bit down the line and see where you are with product development because I know you have a lot of things that are coming in the pipeline that I'm excited to have as part of the uh, processing. So, well, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the next feature that we will be announcing is the cat feature. The cat feature. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Take care, Ruben. Thanks so much.